This is a sad situation, folks. His countenance fell. Why? Why did God not accept Cain's sacrifice? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, welcome to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to be talking more about why the Old Testament is not obsolete, why we need to know it and study it, why it is so foundational. And we're going to be talking about a very sad episode in Scripture in Genesis chapter 4, where Cain kills his brother. And he was mad. He was upset because his sacrifice wasn't accepted. And we're going to talk about the first murder, but we're also going to talk about what led to it. Why was Cain not able to control his temper? Why was his sacrifice not able to satisfy God? And so I'm excited about studying this through and talking more about the foundational things that we find in the Old Testament and in Genesis in particular. So right before we get into our message today, let me remind you about our trips to Israel. We love going to the land of Israel because it is a glimpse at God doing something amazing today, a modern miracle. And not only do you get to see the life of the Jewish nation reborn, you also get to be immersed in it and its history and the biblical history and also thinking about the future and what God has planned for Israel and for all of us. And so I invite you to come to Israel. Now we have three trips planned coming up. They're all on our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel. The first one is in February. That's full with a waiting list, but you can add your name to the waiting list. We have over 120 people going on that one. We have another one in June. Now the June trip is interesting. It's a dig and a tour. So we're going to dig for a few days at some sites, including Shiloh, and we're also going to be touring some really neat sites. It's a smaller group. That one's about 60 people or so, and I think that one's full as well, but you can add your name to the waiting list. And then we have a wide open trip in February of 2025. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com, click on travel to find out more about the trips to Israel. We have a series called is the Old Testament obsolete? And I will just spoil it for you and say no. <laughs> Uh, but there are things that have gone obsolete. And we have an item up here that one of you brought to us. Are there any kids in the room that want to volunteer? Okay, right there. Okay, come on up. Let's give them a hand. Are you ready? Are you sure? Okay, ready? Okay, what is that? Uh, so they didn't have computers back in the day, so they would, so they would type this. They would actually type. Is that what you're telling me? So what is this called? A computer. I love you. I absolutely love you. Okay, what is this called? Everybody know, you've seen these before? Yeah? What, what is this? Do you know? A tape. A tape, Yes. Uh, kind of. Okay, so this is a typewriter. So when I was your age, the computer wasn't, I'm sure it might have been around, but it wasn't in the home yet, okay? 
And this is what, maybe not this one, we had electric typewriters, but we use typewriters. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so what's your name? Cade. Okay, Cade, you're going to spell your name, and we're actually going to do a, a typing here. So find your first letter. Now you got to push Can it. Can do my last name? No, just do your first name. And do it really hard. Um, you got to push it really hard. Okay, go. Okay, is that your whole name? Did you make any mistakes? I don't think so. Wow. Okay. So here's another great sound. Yeah. Delete button weren't invented yet. Okay, here we go. Okay, now grab the paper right here and pull it up. There you go. How about that? And this was literally an incredible invention. This was an important invention. Let's give Kate a huge hand. Well done. <laughs> Probably first time in his life he's ever typed. There's something about that sound, though, especially a mechanical typewriter. Some authors still like to use typewriters. I thank the Lord for the computer. Uh, and I know spell check is a pain, but it's also a wonderful thing. Uh, so anyways... Uh, typewriters really made a big difference. It really helped our society. Okay, so although that is obsolete, for sure, the mechanical typewriter and probably most electric typewriters, you know what isn't obsolete? This ancient book. This is not obsolete. Now why? Well, look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, and the Bible says this, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but look at this. The word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. That's an important thing. And now we have something in this book, a, a large division in this book, we call the Old Testament. And the smaller division we call the New Testament. And when we call one the old and one the new, sometimes we assume that the old means obsolete or the, the old means retired or the old means irrelevant. What place does the Old Testament have in my life today? That's our question. So we're going to answer that by using a New Testament passage as a springboard that brings us back to something we only find in the Old Testament. And we're going to do that in 1 John 3.12. Look at 1 John 3.12, where it says, not as Cain. Okay, for, so that's a, that's a question. If you don't have the Old Testament, you don't know who that is, right? Who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. You don't know who that is without the Old Testament. You don't know what happened. The details of this uh, slew is killed and wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. So we, we get some clues, but we don't know any detail from the New Testament passage here. And there's another place in Titus and, and in Hebrews that mentions this sad episode. So how do we find out more about Cain and his brother and this episode that happened and how, how would it apply to my life? And we're going to go back at the end and look at this passage in context and it's going to be remarkable how this story is going to help you today. Okay, that's why we're saying it's not obsolete. We got to take the whole entire scripture. This is one Bible. 
Uh, now, the New Testament is unique in that it is, uh, it is the testimony of the life of Jesus. It was predicted in the Old Testament by the prophets. It was typified by the, the sacrifices and the feasts. But it's been fulfilled in Jesus, and, and Jesus is God, and, and he's the one that will uh, help us know what God is like. And Jesus also, as God, paid for our sin. He paid for Cain's sin. He paid for all of the sins in the world. And so that's what we call the New Testament. It's basically the four Gospels and then uh, the writings of uh, the early church, the book of Acts. And then it's just ba basically a bunch of letters to different churches and people in that time. And this has all been completed. What we call the New Testament is actually quite old as well. It's all been completed for over 2,000 years. And so how is it that this Bible that has so many different people that penned it over so many centuries could possibly have continuity? But it does. It's a beautiful story that's linear, and it, and it all makes sense, and it's a love story. It's a story of how much God loves you, okay? So we're going to go back at the end and look at 1 John 3 and understand why John is using this example of Cain and Abel. Why wasn't Cain Abel? We go back to Genesis, and by the way, we do that all the time. Look at Genesis 4. Verse 1, we, we don't know a lot of things without reading the first book of the Bible, Genesis. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. They had relations, you all understand that. And she conceived and bare Cain. Now, the names in the Bible are very literal. The names that, uh, that people had were very literal. And Eve said... I have gotten a man from the Lord. Guess what Cain means? This is really neat. The word, the name Cain means acquired. I have gotten a man from the Lord. Eve has received from the Lord her first child and actually the first person born. Now remember, I believe sin entered the world very early on after creation. I don't believe Cain had already been born. I believe that they hadn't had children yet. And so I believe that probably the first sin, the Garden of Eden, the, the, the story we looked at last time, all took place before they had children. One of the curses that God put upon Adam and Eve, and Eve in particular, was a, a troubled childbirth, a painful childbirth. That's one of the reminders that Thank God only women have to experience, although I experienced it a little bit, um, when I was standing next to Karen and she was having our first and I was holding her hand and, and kind of trying to be, you know, uh, supportive and there for her and kind of uh, uh, rubbing her head and, and, and she wasn't very happy with me. And, and my hand hurt from her squeezing. So I experienced the pain <laughs> of childbirth. <laughs> I'll need a place to stay tonight if any of you have, have a room. But she had to go through, the first person to go through that. And listen, she didn't have a doctor. She didn't have a nurse. Now, let me tell you this. I praise God for doctors and nurses in hospitals, right? Um, and some of you will have your children at home. I don't know. I mean, God bless you. I'm glad that you're that brave. But if we have the medical resources, if something goes wrong, you're right there. Okay, that's just my opinion, but I'm right, okay? 
we have a great, a great thing today, and that is emergency personnel. And if something happened, I really love this idea. But she had this, she had this child without a doctor, without a nurse, without a hospital. It's incredible. And she had to go through what she probably thought she was dying, right? And then she has this child and, and the miracle of a baby being born, the first baby being born on this earth. And there was Cain. And she said, Cain, because I've acquired him from the Lord. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David, the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And then it says that Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. We have more firsts, right? We know Adam and Eve's occupation were, they were tenders of the garden. Let's call them gardeners. And now we have another first occupation. We have a shepherd. And we have another occupation. We have a farmer. These are the first people that ever did those things, and those are respectable, important occupations. How many of you today earn your living by shepherding, raising livestock, farming? Any of you not gardening, not putting your little tomato plants in the ground? We better thank our farmers. We do. We live in an urban area, a, a suburb of Chicago, but... I tell you, they are the important people of our country. And we should respect them and honor them and thank God for them. One of our uh, recent gubernatorial debate was going on, and one of the candidates was mocking Karen's cousin, Darren Bailey, because he was a farmer. I'm like, are you kidding me? We need people like that. How many of our of our founding fathers and our, those that, that served in the early congresses were, were farmers, lots of them. It's important. It's important. So we have here these first occupations, and I love it, thinking about firsts. Also, Abel was a, the first sibling, the first one that had a, a sibling was, was Abel and Cain. They had this, this friendship, probably, at, cer at a certain point. It obviously didn't stay that way. And then in Genesis 4-3, the Bible continues to tell us about Cain and the story. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now that's on its face seems really good, Right? He's bringing an offering to the Lord. And, and I think that in and of itself is good. It's a good thing. 
But we have a problem, and we'll read about that in a second. So Cain is a farmer, and he brings the abundance of what he had grown and harvested. He brings that to the Lord as an offering, as a sacrifice. And Abel, verse 4, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. So a very different sacrifice, both from their occupations. Abel brought an animal. Abel probably brought a lamb. And the, the good of it, now, uh, we, we usually trim off fat, but fat is the flavor, folks. Fat is the flavor. And he brought the good. He brought the best. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and who his offering, and you, you're going to start to say, why? Why did God have respect for Abel and his offering, but unto Cain, verse 5, and to his offering, he had not respect? Why? And, and by the way, how did we, we don't read about how, how would Cain have known that God didn't have respect for his offering? And how would Abel have known that God respected his? Leviticus actually tells us that um, sometimes the fire of, of heaven would come down and consume the sacrifice. And I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what happened. And, and Abel's sacrifice was consumed by a supernatural fire and Cain's wasn't. And Cain, the Bible says, look at the rest of that verse, was very wroth. And his countenance fell. This is a sad situation, folks. His countenance fell. Why? Why did God not accept Cain's sacrifice? Well, let's go back a chapter and look at Genesis 3, 21. And unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothed them. Folks, if you're making clothes of skin, what did God do to do that? You don't skin a live animal. God, because of sin, Adam and Eve had clothed themselves with their own works with leaves, and God said, that is not the, the, the thing that you need. You need to be clothed with an animal skin. Why? To remind them of how bad it was what they had done. The seriousness of sin required blood from an innocent animal. And I'm sure they had spent all this time with the animals in the Garden of Eden, and it must have been a pleasure because we enjoy, you know, dogs and cats and, well, dogs and, um, you know, lambs and, you know, cute little furry animals. Uh, we don't really enjoy, like, grizzly bears. Oh, they're so cute. And, you know, lions and, uh, you know, poisonous snakes. Some people do. I don't. Okay? We don't really enjoy all of creation. But they enjoyed all of that. Even dinosaurs None of the animal kingdom would ever harm the human. So they must have had a wonderful time. And by the way, the Bible says the millennium will be like that, the future kingdom of Christ on the earth, which you'll be a part of if you are saved. And so it must, be, it must have been a wonderful time. But then they see God killing this cute, innocent animal. And that blood, you know, it's, especially for us, we're, we're city-fied. Uh, we live in, in societies where you're, you're probably not out back cutting the head off the chicken. 
you're probably going through a drive-through line and getting McNuggets, which aren't chicken, I don't think, okay? But it's a whole nother thing when you go out back, and some of you have done this, right? Raise your hand if you've done this with a chicken or a bird or, or, or a cow, whatever. It's, it's, it's hard. You're killing an animal, and you're seeing blood coming out. And, and, and why, did, why did God institute this? Because he had to remind us over and over and over again the seriousness of sin and rebellion against him. It was an important picture. And Adam and Eve had to see that. And then we know that others had to see that throughout history. Look at Hebrews 9.22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Why? This is the key. Without shedding of blood... There is no remission, okay? Why was it that a blood sacrifice, an animal sacrifice was important? And, and, and I believe this is a big part of the problem with Cain. I don't think it's the only problem with Cain, but it's a big part of the problem with Cain. He did not bring an appropriate sacrifice. Other people will disagree with me, and they'll say, you know, it's because uh, some people brought uh, fruit or, or you know grains to the Lord in the in the temple sacrifice and God and God wanted that, but and that's part of it. I think I think the it, it was it was more than just the sacrifice, but I think it was an important part of the problem that God didn't accept Cain's offering was because it wasn't a blood sacrifice. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Now the shedding of animal blood would never take away sin. But it would cover sin, and you would have a restoration of fellowship with God. And Jesus made that ultimate sacrifice and paid for your sins once for all. He says it is finished. The last uh, words that he said on the cross, he shouted out, which must have been ex extremely painful to, to do that. But he did that. He said, tetelestai, which means paid in full. It is finished. That was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect human sacrifice that you and I couldn't make. Jesus made it because he was God in the flesh, didn't sin, had no sin nature, died for your sins and rose again. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. First typified by the animal sacrifices, reminding us of the seriousness of sin and then fulfilled in Jesus. Oh, we always must do it God's way and trust him. God had a reason for the offering to be a, a blood offering, an animal offering, and it's to remind us of the terribleness of sin and the one that would come to shed his innocent blood for our sins. And so if you have questions about eternal life, please contact us. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. And when you go to our website or call us, ask for your free The Lord is My Shepherd bookmark. It's a free bookmark from InGrace. I love bookmarks because I'm always wanting to keep my place in my Bible or in my books. By the way, I do read Kindle a lot, but I still read books. I really like books. So if you want a free The Lord is My Shepherd bookmark, the beautiful painting of a shepherd watching sheep in Israel, you'll definitely want to contact us to get that absolutely free. Now, some of you say, hey, I believe in InGrace. I want to support the ministry. And if you want to support InGrace, I'll promise you your money will be used carefully and wisely, for $35 or more, we're going to thank you for your gift by sending you not one bookmark, but five bookmarks. 
a DVD or digital download of our King David series, Discover Hidden Israel 4. He's the one that penned The Lord is My Shepherd, and he was the shepherd king that was emulating the shepherd king, Jesus. So to get the video series and the five bookmarks, give a gift of $35 or more. Now, some of you say, hey, I really want to help in grace. I want to see more people saved. And for those of you that can give a large gift of $250 or more, we'll send you the video series about David, the bookmarks, and the full 16 by 20 canvas limited edition, The Lord is My Shepherd print. This is original artwork from one of our staff, and it is absolutely gorgeous. I'd love to hear from you today. Don't forget your Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. Also, for $35 or more, get five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you generously give $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.